How much time do you spend scrolling recipe videos, watching the Food Network, looking at menus for the restaurants in your city? My guest today has found a way to turn his foodie passions into even more. And lucky for us, he's sharing it with others. I'm Kelly Youngstrom, and this is Keep Yourself Well. My guest today is well-known around the city of Saskatoon and beyond. Gary Hang may work with luxury vehicles in his day job, but his passion for food is what he pursues the rest of the day. You might even follow him on social media already. Gare underscore Bear does all kinds of food reviews, and he is also one of the driving forces behind a new food and wine festival here in Saskatoon. He's also a husband and a hockey dad. Let's dig in. Hi, Gary. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. And uh, as you may or may not know, I always start with the same open-ended question of how do you keep yourself well? That's a great question. Uh, You know what? I I try to surround myself with uh, great people and, you know, positive people, which is important. Um, I still go to the gym six, six. I try to go seven days a week, but I usually six days a week. So um, that's important to me to make sure, you know, I stay in shape and for self-esteem and just to feel better. So it's, uh, it goes hand in hand. And just, like I said, spending time with loved ones, family, you know, our, our puppy, you know, just great, great, great surroundings make such a big difference. So I love that the first thing on your list was the people you surround yourself with, because this is why I love the question. It goes every which way of what people really prioritize as their number one values in terms of self-care. And of course we're, you know, the sum of who we most surround ourselves with. And for you, not only family, but work, you know, you're interacting with so many people socially, even social media, which we'll get into. So I would love to know how say five years ago, would you have answered that differently if at all, or has this always been your, kind of go-to routine. I know personally, for sure, the gym has always been part of your routine because that's where we met. <laughs> for sure. I don't want to age us, but definitely over five years ago. Um, and especially as your, you know, life and career has changed, kids getting older, all of those things. Uh, you know what? It Not a whole lot's changed kind of thing. It's kind of been part of the routine and been kind of programmed into like I guess you'd say like my everyday routine and having to, you know, like I said, go to the gym and like I said, and have a good work environment and work-life balance. And like I said, my wife has been my wife for almost six years now. So I've been together for longer, but I mean, that hasn't changed as well either. You know, we still try to go on dates and still try to spend time together. Um, A lot of aspects of my life haven't changed, but a lot of other aspects have. Yeah. So having those like foundational fundamental habits, how long has the gym been a part of your regular routine? Honestly, since I was about, I'd say about 20 years old. So about, yeah. hate to say uh, 17 years I've been going to the gym and it's just been, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it started off slow at first. It's hard to kind of go because you're not, you're not used to the routine. Um, you're not seeing the results you want, but eventually once you start doing it more and more and more, you start to see your body change. You start to see, you know, you start to feel better about yourself. So it's a big change there. Yeah. Consistency. That's so rewarding. And I know at least previously, it's something that you and your wife have shared together, which I think is really incredible. It's set a great role model and example for your son, who is now an athlete. 
you got it. Yeah. It's actually, it's funny you say that we actually met at the gym. So that's, that's, that's like ironic that you're, you mentioned that as well. And yeah, even like my son right now, he's, he's been going to the gym a ton, you know, growing up, he wasn't a big fan or never understood why, like, you know, dad, why do you go to the gym all the time? And it's just, you know, it didn't make sense to him. And now he's doing it a ton. He's hitting the gym probably the same amount, if not more six, seven days a week, he's playing high level hockey. So for him, it's just gone hand in hand and him, you know, having the experience of, I guess, and I guess having the background with me being there. I mean, I used to work at Popeye's and he'd be at Popeye's sometimes hanging out with me there and, you know, seeing all the products and seeing all the people. And it was kind of cool. And now he works at supplement world. So oh, at the end know. of the day, he uh, ends up, yeah. So he ends up being around supplements and the gym and, you know, you meet a lot of different people that way. So. Yeah, it's great. I mean, to work in customer service of any kind, I think is just such a great, developmental period in young people's lives or you just you know like you at Popeyes and how did he just graduate high school or not he just finished high school yeah yeah so he graduated yeah wow uh I'm just you know always creeping in the background on social media that's awesome (laughs) and what a great role model and I love that you mentioned you know it's not just about the aesthetics it's not just about being strong. Those things are great, but it's what it does for your confidence, for your self-worth, you know, for your personal value to be taking care of yourself. And I think I, so often I talk to moms just because that's the majority of my clients, but I love having the opportunity to talk to dads and have that example of this is something you need to do for you. And it's worth taking that time, even when he doesn't necessarily understand younger, you know, why you're making such a commitment and time sacrifice. So I'm, curious oh and i think this is great advice too any single people listening if you need motivation to go to the gym maybe you'll find your future spouse there so if that's not motivation enough you know um but i want to talk about how you became such a foodie and where this passion from food came from because i have always known you as you know well obviously very professional in your day job but you know knowing you in the gym very athletic and i think often people would think that you know, being a gym goer and being a foodie kind of don't mutually coexist. So tell me about your passion for food and where that came from. You know, it, uh, it's funny. It started during COVID. So, you know, everyone's kind of locked up and kind of, you know, staying at home kind of thing. And, you know, I'd cook at home and stuff and toss it on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook and people started liking it and asking questions like, Hey, you know, what are you making today? Or where did you get that from kind of thing? And then it kind of branched out, you know, I thought about doing this blog for a long time and, you know, uh, I eat at different places and people were like, you know, messaging me, Hey, I've never been there. What, where's that place at? Or what's it like there? Or what did you just order? And, or I'm here right now, what should I order? And so, you know, I put, put two and two together kind of thing. And we ended up making video, like we made our first video with Hudson's and Greg's a great guy. Hudson's is an awesome place. So if you ever need a, need a place to have a good beverage or a good bite to eat there, I go there for lunch sometimes too, but not a, just, just, just a shout out to Hudson's, but Wait. um, yeah, we, you know, we started our first video there, a pilot there, uh, worked out really well. Uh, they're really, you know, supportive and they, they got us in the kitchen. They got us, you know, they made it, made us a ton of food. We tried it all interviewed a bunch of people worked out well and then that became you know the first episode of the pilot like I said and then episode two came out which was sushi raku and everyone was like man where do I go for sushi because there's a million places for sushi and they're at the you know they ask those questions like you know who has the best sushi in town you know another shout out to sushi raku or you know it, it, it was just different and people loved it and it just kind of blew up from there and you know I we probably filmed it 
I don't want to say like 30 some places already They're They're still in the editing suite and stuff like that. So it takes time to edit. So unfortunately, I think we're on season two right now, but we've, we've already wrapped up season two. So we're, we're filming for season three right now. And we just filmed yesterday at Moto, right? Japanese kitchen and bar. And it's fantastic. So you meet a lot of cool people and that's kind of where it started. That's amazing. So you're doing, when you say blog, do you, are you doing a written blog alongside the videos? Sorry, no, it's, it's a video blog. So it's all like, it's all in video as opposed yeah. to the written blog. I mean, yeah, people like to read and stuff like that, but you know, you can kind of see the kitchen and, you know, when you're actually on, on camera and you can actually meet the owners and see that, you know, they're great people too. And they're local. And that was so important to me is trying to find local restaurants and local businesses to try to support. And, you know, I know it's tough trying to, you know, be a little guy in the block, you know, we're a, we're a standalone dealership at BMW, for example, like we're not part of a big group. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to have that smaller, uh, I guess you'd say niche or that smaller kind of uh, um, you know, personal type relationship or feel. And especially like local with like, you know, these small restaurants and small businesses, they, you know, they, they rely on that kind of business. And especially when COVID, COVID was a big eye opener for a lot of people where, you know, you needed that level of support from the community to survive. I was just going to say, I can't imagine how valuable your, even just your posts of what you were sharing before you were doing the videos. And then now the video is like transitioning from COVID to out of COVID. So many restaurants are still in recovery mode. That's, I mean, goes a really long way to be using your social to promote local like that. So how many episodes are you doing per season? You obviously have a team, it looks like editing and the quality of the videos is amazing. This is not like what I do when I go into Costco or anywhere else. And I'm just like one woman show with awful angles. Sometimes I joke that it looks like I'm in the Blair Witch product project. <laughs> You're not doing that. So teach us your ways. Who's your team? How are you making this all happen? Because you do again, work a full-time career alongside being a dad, husband and having this side project. You know, it, it's, uh, I'll, I'll give it another shout out to Elite Marketing Channel. A uh, couple of brothers, they they run that. Um, you know, they got uh, Amir and Hashem, great guys. Um, they do all, they, they, they do the filming there, the editing, and they do a great job. Um, you know, it, we, that was one thing that we wanted to strive for was, you know, high quality. Um, something that, you know, like you said, it, it's not a lot of whole, not, not a lot of fun watching a video where, you know, the camera's off, it's blurry, the sound's off. So we wanted to have a presentation where people would be like, Hey, this is great. It's like watching TV. I've had people comment, like they'll turn on YouTube on their TV and actually be able to watch this. And it feels like an episode. So it, uh, that's kind of, kind of where it started. And, you know, like ha and having, a like I said, Amir and Hashem, you know, edit the videos and make them look pretty and make me look good, I guess. So, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I've, I've learned from actually my boss was that you always want to bring people up and make everyone look good and I'll make them look good and they make me look good. So they're great. They do great work. And if you ever need any marketing or social media done they're they're fantastic. So. Amazing. Yeah. I met them at an event that I attended with you and they were super sweet guys. And I see their work all the time with all sorts of businesses around the city um that's incredible and i will say it is it looks like the food network they should <laughs> awesome. consider yeah. picking you up do you tag them in everything because i would be you know what that's a really good idea good question i don't but i i probably will start just to see where it goes kind of thing i'll see you there in a year or two i can guarantee it <laughs> working um, on it so. and i think too like people do they want to see that local component so have you throughout this kind of scaled away from cooking at home on your own as much and now leaning into this because you're doing so many episodes you have to eat out a lot to be the expert in the city 
Uh, totally. I used to cook at home all the time. It's uh, I film. I try to film once a week or once every other week, kind of thing, just because I'm busy, so busy with everything. So for me, it just made more sense to kind of you know, it does make more sense to cook at home, kind of thing. Then you can choose your you know what you're eating. But I do enjoy going out the, at least once a week to have something. So. That's perfect. Well, it's something to look forward to. And again, like that kind of juxtaposition, I think, between being so focused on your wellness and eating out, like this is the balance where you get to do both. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good balance. And like I said, it just making even like if we do eat out and stuff, like let's say I'm not filming, I still try to make, you know, I guess you'd say selective choices depending on, you know, I'll analyze the food in my head. I'll try to, you know, I like to eat, I like to eat fried food as much as everyone else does, but if there's minimal nutritional value, I'll try to avoid it as opposed to, you know, something that has a higher protein content. Yes, the fat, the fat may be higher, the carbs may be higher, the calories may be higher, but it's got to balance out somewhere. Yeah, great lesson. It's all about quality. Get ready to savor the flavors of summer with guilt-free indulgence at Sweet and Sprouted. This August, delight in an irresistible selection of sugar-free delights that'll make your taste buds dance with joy. Indulge in decadent desserts without the added sugar, keeping you on track with your sugar-free and low-carb lifestyle. Lazy summer days call for convenience, and we have got you covered. Explore the wide range of keto-friendly snacks, seasonings, and bevies, perfect for energizing you while you're on the go. And here's the cherry on top. Head to sweetensprouted.com now and use the promo code wellness10 to enjoy a sweet 10% discount on your order. Plus, with free shipping on most orders over $150, it's truly a fabulous deal you do not want to miss. Can't wait to taste the sweetness in person. Visit their store in Saskatoon and let the amazing staff help you find the perfect summer treats. Head to sweetensprouted.com and use the promo code wellness10 to save money and savor the flavors of the season. What type of food did you grow up on? Are you, did you grow up in Saskatoon? Like, do you have any favorite places that were your go-to places? Any like home dishes that are your forever favorite traditions? Um, you know what? I, I was born and raised in Saskatoon. So um, I still miss my parents cooking. My, my mom still invites me over. My parents invite me over all the time to have food. And, you know, I do miss their home cooking quite a bit. But when I'm there, I do enjoy it. But um, some of my go-tos growing up were, you know, I love to stir fry. So the beef and broccoli was always good. Um, sweet, you know, hot and sour soup is awesome. Um, wonton soup is great. Uh, yeah, it was just, just felt like home. And, you know, every time I go back, I just, I love it. And yeah, that's, those were my go-tos. That's good comfort food. Is there any places that were like favorites of yours in Saskatoon that have closed down? Oh, that's a good one. Sticks and Stones is recent. Oh yeah. That's a hard one. Dale McKay's a buddy of mine, a great guy. It was sad, but, you know, you opened up a new one. It's called F&B, like food and beverage restaurant. And I went there, I think, a few weeks ago for their their soft opening. And it was fantastic. So that's a good go-to. Um, you know what? Other places that have closed down, that's a tough one. But even, you know, places that I enjoy going to right now, um, you know, I, I like Odd Couple. That's a great place as well, too. Um, I just said, like I said, Moto the, the other day was fantastic. I've never had that before um yeah those are all great places so there's tons good local recommendations and i want to talk about the following you've developed through this food page because it kind of blew up um when did that start growing and what did people connect with was there like one certain episode that kind of felt like the momentum was going was it a slow grow because i think 
so many people with passion projects, you know, they're trying to get that social media following and it can be a long road. Oh yeah, it can be. Um, going back to COVID, uh, you know, it's funny. I started posting COVID numbers. That was a big one where people were getting misinformation. They were, they couldn't find these numbers. And that's actually what started, I think a lot of the following was um, having the the right information and having correct information and stats. So I'd post every single day, you know, how many new cases there were, how many recoveries there were, how many deaths there were, how many cases in Saskatoon, how many cases in Regina. And I started putting graphs and things like that. And people started following that. Like I, I would literally get tons of people that messaged me and be like, I don't even look at the news anymore. I literally go to your Instagram page. And I was like, oh, weird. And then they would pass it on and more people would talk about it. And it kind of, I mean, a huge following started there. But when it comes to like episode wise, like with like the blog, I think the Hudson's one really took off right out of the gate. That was a big start to it. And I think once we did Odd Couple and once we did a few more places, it kind of just got bigger and bigger because, you know, we went from in Cadillacs and we did, you know, we filmed that Fable Ice Cream. We filmed that, uh, like I said, just so St. Tropez, like, and they were all such great local people. And I think people saw that where it was like local owners, like the shop and, you know, they're like, oh man, I, I've been there before. I've always want to check that place out. And so I wouldn't say there's an exact specific time, but like I said, I think after the third episode came out, which was Odd Couple, it just people were like, man, like I need to try out this place and I'm going to follow this guy to see where he's going next. And, you know, then I started getting people sending me messages and they were like, hey, guess where I'm eating at? I'm like, oh, I, I recognize that kitchen or I recognize, you know, that that table or I recognize that background. And yeah, I just kind of went from there. So I love it. How rewarding. It. Now that you say that, I am pretty sure I was one of the people going to your Instagram every day for <laughs> COVID numbers, but I forgot. I just compartmentalized that period. Completely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> People forgot. We try to forget about that period. So yeah. How amazing that you were able to kind of like foray it into this passion project. Um, is there anything that you won't eat? Like, do you have any dislikes, anything that you're just not willing to experiment with? You know what? I have this saying and it's so cliche. I try everything once and everything good twice. So Normally, no, I don't I don't think there's anything that I wouldn't try. I mean, if you gave me chocolate covered grasshoppers, I'd probably try one. I probably wouldn't be excited about it, but I would still try it. So um, unless I'm other deathly allergic to it, I'll try it. That's a that's a good mindset. Try everything once. Um, any like giant surprises so far in your taste trials, things you didn't expect to like, now love? <laughs> that's that's actually a really good question. Um you know what? I no, I, I don't think there's anything that I actually hated. And, and every time we've filmed somewhere, the experience has been good. I've, you know, the owners or managers have been super supportive, and you know, it's it's been good. So I can't say there's anything that's really surprised me. Um, I'm more surprised by like the skill level that people have and how much love and you know hard work they put into this stuff. And you know, it's it's their passion and they they love it. And I just love seeing you know people enjoying food, and that's a big thing in my culture where like. I guess the Asian culture where um, food is a big form of, you know, sharing and caring and share like a, you know, there's, they talk about the languages of love. And I know in my family, it's like, we cooked you a meal and that's kind of important. Well, not kind of, it is very important in, in our culture and in our family. So. Yeah. It's a active service, right? Like I was, yeah. Cooking is its own love language. Uh, and do you have now restaurants like reaching out and asking to be a part of your show or are you still doing the reaching 
Uh, you know what? It's mainly other people just reaching out now. I at first, you know, I've got to grab a few restaurants to kind of get you know get the whole series off the ground. But yeah, now it's been people messaging me, and not that I try to be selective, but uh, I have to kind of balance my time and stuff. So um, I will get to everyone. So if I haven't responded to you or I haven't set, scheduled a date with you yet, then I will. It's uh, I try like I said, I'm just trying to bring expo- as much exposure to everyone as I can and help support you know the Saskatoon community. Are you ready to embrace the best version of yourself this August? Look no further than Supplement World Canada, your ultimate destination for low-carb, sugar-free, and the best supplements on the market. It's time to feel your best and stay on track with your health goals. At Supplement World Canada, they have you covered with a fantastic selection of low-carb and sugar-free options that won't compromise on taste. From delicious protein bars to refreshing protein shakes, they offer a wide range of guilt-free indulgences that will keep you energized and satisfied throughout the season. Their shelves are stocked with the best supplements in the industry, carefully curated to support your health and fitness journey. And in a time where everything costs a little bit more, why not save a little money while you're at it? Head to supplementworldcanada.com and use the promo code wellness10 to save 10% on your order. That's promo code wellness10 to save 10%. Visit supplementworldcanada.com today and start crushing your goals with the power of the best supplements. Do you know the number of how many restaurants there are in Saskatoon? That's a you know that's a really good question. I I've never counted because it, there's quite a few. I feel yeah. like somewhere I've read a statistic where you have like the, one of the highest restaurants per capita. So yeah, um, that that's too. a really good question. I'll uh, I'll put that on the th- the to do list. That's okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was just genuinely uh-huh. curious because I feel like I've heard numbers thrown around before because of exactly that. It's the like highest quantity of restaurants per capita. So um well however many you're gonna make your way through all of them. And then once you've made your way through all of them, what happens? That's when you go to the food network. <laughs> great. That's a great strategy. Uh you know what? There's so many and they they pop up all the time. Like there's always That's a new true. restaurant, a new place to check out. You know, ideally maybe we'd expand somewhere else to like provincial like you know to Regina or to PA because I've had a few places in Regina and and smaller towns reach out to me and be like hey is there any chance you're coming through here or you want to come here and it's quite a bit you know having to travel that long to kind of you know film and get the team out there and stuff so I feel I feel more bad for my team if they have to drive long distance so that's something that's in the works possibly I don't I I won't say any more on that one but oh okay you've got to follow along to find out that's (laughs) definitely uh for example in Chicago I think about a couple months ago and I'd eaten in a place in Chicago and somehow I had a couple places message me in Chicago and they're like hey stop by we'll cover everything it'll be awesome and I was like oh I'm not in there in Chicago anymore (laughs) so but next time I'm back I'm gonna try out try out a couple places there so And I have heard of influencers like, you know, who, whatever type of influencer they are, if they're staying at an Airbnb, they will reach out to the Airbnb and say like, Hey, if I film some content for you here, like promote it, can I stay like have my stay comps basically. So you're growing to that point where I'm sure almost anywhere would be happy to have you. Like it's such a beneficial relationship, right? Like mutually beneficial in the best way. And also so fun because like you said, people whether a home cooked meal or a meal at a restaurant, you know, people are putting so much love into that food, like seeing someone enjoy it is the most rewarding thing. Oh, exactly. And that, like you said, you just hit the nail on the head there where it's just, 
like I said, so much love that's put into it and their, you know, their blood, sweat and tears and, you know, it's their passion. I love it. Yeah. So tell me about YXC Street Eats, because unfortunately I was not in the city when it happened. So that was rude of you to not plan it around my schedule, but I'll make sure that I'm there next year. How did that come together? How did you get the idea? How did you collaborate? What was the timeline on it? Because that is a huge undertaking for a first go. You know what? It was uh, three weeks before the event. I chatted with a buddy of mine. His name is Ben. Great guy. Um, you know what? He's like, I got an idea. I'm going to run it by you and a couple other team members. And he put the team together and we came together and yeah, we had three weeks to throw this food festival together and, you know, uh, it came together and actually did great. And, you know, we had a lot of positive feedback and yeah, it worked out well. It was just, you know, he had, we had someone for marketing and media and we had somebody for engagement and we had someone for all these, all these other positions and operations and um, entertainment. So it worked out well. So we had, uh, we had Megan who was great and we had Vanessa. So it was fantastic. I know them, but yes, Megan <laughs> sneaks and lipstick. Yes, well, that's correct. And yes. same thing, like doing a very similar thing. Vanessa, I don't know personally, but where she's providing a resource for, you know, people in Saskatoon or people visiting Saskatoon, which is so nice. So you know exactly where to go, especially because people's time is so limited. Everyone's working so hard. You know, if you get one night out to go enjoy a dinner out, like you want to know that you're choosing one of the best spots. So for those who aren't in Saskatoon and would like to come visit, or for those who didn't hear about it, explain the Street Eats. Do you call it a fair or festival? Festival? I'd say a food festival more than anything else. So, um, you know what? They were tasted Saskatchewan was canceled. So um, it was, it's kind of the same idea where we get all these food. We try to find as many local vendors as possible and get them together to kind of host a food festival. And then there's an alcohol aspect as well too. But yeah, so we get everyone together and there's like little stations and they pick and choose their menus and you can try all these different places and you actually get a full serving as opposed to a little sample. But yeah, it's a lot of different variety, a lot of different local places uh, and actually some bigger chains as well, too. So, cool. so oh, so 2024 is in the mix already. I we're working on it, so we'll keep you posted with that one. Uh, very cool. Good for you. That is exciting. And I feel like Saskatoon has so much to offer, especially in the summertime for you to fill that gap of highlighting the food scene when it is such a big part of our city. Like we're having restaurants that are published in like world renowned food magazines, like fairly regularly. Uh, I feel like we're a little hidden gem. Uh, So you're making it less hidden, uncovering it. And yeah, when you are trying all this food, like what role does your personal health and wellness play? Like, you know, are you when you go to the places that you're highlighting in episodes, are you worried about making certain choices or you want to try everything on the menu? Are they picking things for you to try? Also, I, I'm curious just because I'm so nosy to know what you eat day to day when you're not oh, exploring. That's fair. I, I let them choose because I want them to pick the highlight highlighted menu items that you know that do that they want to showcase and that you know that are other popular sellers or something that they want the public to know about. So um, I usually let them pick. I mean, I want to try everything at the end of the day, but I always tend to go back to these restaurants anyways and just you know either bring Taylor or just try them out and see how it goes on my own. But yeah, no, I am selective sometimes when I. When, but when I'm there, I'm like, I may suggest something like, hey, let's try this out as opposed to, yeah. you know, something else like deep fried wings or something. I mean, wings are great. Don't get me wrong, but we'll always try to try the 
you know, the hot menu items and the most popular ones. So you find it hard to like pick favorites because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because I want to know where you think the best wings are. But I also don't want you to feel like you're stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah, this is that's your a job. Good, I would good. be bad at this job. I can't like I can't give. Well, you never give a bad review, though. So. Yeah, I try not to. I mean, I mean, that that's not done. On, it's done on purpose, but it's not. Um, I haven't eaten at a place that's been horrendous. So I can't feel like, oh, man, this place is awful. But I, once again, I try to highlight all the positives as opposed to the negatives. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's people can have a bad experience anywhere, but it's just how they handle it is the important yeah. part. Well, and I feel too, okay, I, I feel very similar about recommending food as I do recommending movies. Mm-hmm. There's something for everyone and you might love it and I hate it and vice versa. So I'm always like, exactly. I don't, I don't know what to recommend, but back to the wings. What is your go-to wing place in Saskatoon? Cause as a little keto queen, I feel very seriously about this. There's a lot of good places. Um, FNB used to be Aiden. Aiden used to have some amazing wings there. Sorry. They're still on the menu, right? They, that's great. That's one of the menu items they carried over. Um, that's great. Uh, F and B, like I said, yeah, sorry, they're, they're great. Um, Hudson's has awesome wings as well. Uh, Leopold's has got great wings. Um, there's there's a lot of good wings. Uh, there's just so many places to choose from. But that's yeah, a good list. Nano's has good wings. So oh, I've never had them there. All right. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, you know, Taylor, when she gets to go, what does your family think of your foodie lifestyle? Are they wanting to come with you all the time do they think it's cool that you're doing the social media thing oh uh, they're pretty supportive with it so um you know i usually do it on my own kind of thing but you know i've had taylor as a special guest and you'll see in the future episodes there might be a oh. couple special guests here and there but they've all been pretty supportive and you know my son likes he's a teenager and an athlete so he likes food so he'll pretty much eat anywhere and any and anything so yeah it's uh they've been pretty supportive so it's good Okay, well, I look forward to a Taylor cameo in the near future. And yeah, what is just out of curiosity, your nutrition like day to day? Because I know you're so busy and I feel like it can be difficult to eat really well when you're busy. And then, of course, taking care of your body is such a priority for you. How do you balance that throughout the week? You know what? Um, I have the same breakfast every morning. It's 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 pretty plain Jane. Um, It's, you know, peanut butter and toast. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll try to go with like the Silver Silver Hills Bakery. Uh, it's a little bit lighter in carbs and stuff like that. But I've been having, I've been on a Dempster's fix lately. So just Dempster's brown, whole grain, um, peanut butter on it as well. I'll have some Greek yogurt. Um, sometimes I'll have a little cheese as well too, like a cheese string. And that's about it. Like same breakfast every morning. Um, lunch is a variety. It depends if I get a chance to meal prep. If I can meal prep, it'll be, you know, whether it's pasta but or whether it's, you know, chicken and and rice or, you know, beef and broccoli or, you know, there's a lot of different options that are available. Turkey. Turkey is a big favorite of mine where I'll buy the ground turkey from Costco and it's actually worked out well. So, yeah, that's generally lunch. And then supper depends on who's home. If Taylor's working, then I'll come home and make supper. If she's off, then I'll make or sorry, if she's off, then she'll make supper for us kind of thing. So, you know, that's chicken and asparagus or, you know, there's a different variety. And like, we always try to eat as clean as possible, but you know, there's, there's always got to be some give here and there. So, yeah, I think that variety is so key to eating well, long-term, you know, you don't For have sure. to do just chicken and broccoli, everything <laughs> yeah, totally. mix and varieties and how lucky to have two cooks. And am I mistaken? She has done some really incredible baking. Yeah. So 
it's funny that you say that. So Taylor's a big baker in the family here. I I think she gets it from her mom and her grandma. Uh, they're amazing bakers. I, I can't even, I can't even touch or get close to their level of baking. So um, I generally like to do the cooking more, but she generally likes to do the baking. So that sounds like a perfect combination. Do you <laughs> yeah, have a sweet exactly tooth or are you more of a savory person? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, I've got a pretty bad sweet tooth, so we'll, we'll go with that. So <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, you could be both. I have something sweet every day. It's time to elevate your hydration game with Element, the ultimate science-backed electrolyte drink that's all about salt, sweat, and staying at your peak performance. Whether you're hitting the gym, tackling the trails, or simply soaking up the summer sun, Element is here to support you. Their cutting-edge formula is based on science, precisely crafted to replenish essential electrolytes lost through sweat. Say goodbye to sugary artificial drinks and say hello to pure balanced hydration. Element contains no sugars, no fillers, just the perfect amount of electrolytes your body needs. Their team of experts has worked tirelessly to bring you a drink that's backed by science, making sure you get the right mix of essential minerals like sodium, potassium, and magnesium in every sip. Why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Visit my website, kywellness.ca, and click on the Element link under products to discover the power of Element for yourself. With any purchase, you'll receive a free sample pack to try and experience the revitalizing effects firsthand. Let's get salty. Obviously, your businessman, dad, balancing the food, food blog, dog dad, human dad, husband, where do you fit in movement in the day? Are you like first thing in the morning, wherever it fits in? And do you have any mindfulness practices that you implement as well? Um, Like for being, sorry to reiterate, your, your question was, when am I active and yeah, like, do you have a go-to, like, every single morning, first thing in the morning, you get it out of the way, or do you just fit it in as the day goes? I usually try to fit in as the day goes. Um, I usually go in the evenings kind of thing, to kind of the gym, but um, it depends how busy it is. Like, I hate going during peak times, because when peak times happen, you know, you have to wait for equipment, or you have to try to be patient, which is fine. Um, I try to go, like, later evenings. Um, I was going at lunch for a while, actually. I really liked going at lunch to get it, kind of get it over and done with kind of thing, and um, change it up a little bit. And I had my, my evenings free to spend time with the family and spend time with Taylor and, and just, yeah, having a, an open evening kind of thing. So, um, usually in the evenings, but sometimes at lunch. And what gym are you at right now? Um, I'm at motion still. So I've been in motion for a long time kind of thing. Um, close. It's, yeah, it's close to me. They've got quite a few locations. Um, some of the locations are open 24 seven. So, um, I do have the flexibility to go when I want kind of thing. So, and you know what, I, I've been treated well there. So, Nice. I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, is that where we met originally would have been emotional? I think it was. Yeah, totally. Back in the day. Um, yeah. And what about mindfulness? I mean, I think it sounds like you just practice mindfulness and how you approach your day, but do you do like any journaling meditation? Is that something you tend to implement or you just have those practices as you live your day? Um, I just have those practices as I live, as I live my day kind of thing. Um, you know, it'd be nice to kind of set some time to do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I used to do quite a few years ago, I used to do a ton of yoga. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, it's probably something I'd like to get back into. It's just, is sometimes there's not enough hours in the day to be able to do both. So for me, it was just like, you know what, let's, 
let's pick one thing at a time. I used to play hockey too. So for me, like adult safe hockey and I just ran out of hours. And then, you know, when you're watching your, your kid or kids play, it's kind of hard to balance both. Like it was either play hockey or watch hockey. And for me, it was, I got to support my kids. So for me, it was, let's go watch and play hockey. I still kept the gym though. You got to keep something for yourself kind of thing. And that's where it was. So, yeah. Well, and I feel like the gym is easier because you can go anytime. Whereas when you get into yoga classes and hockey games, like I know in Saskatoon getting ice time is so wild. People are playing at like 11 PM past midnight on a weekday. I'm like, look, I don't, that's past my bedtime. Not a chance that I would be doing that. Yeah, I, I don't miss those days at all. Like the, you said, the 10, 45, 11 o'clock games. Oh, man. Um, I mean, a, kind of a night owl anyways. But yeah, that's one thing I just I, I had a hard time with <laughs> the late games. Yeah. yeah, way to prioritize. And speaking of kind of the more mindfulness side of it, I know with social media, like often there can be at least perceived to be a lot of negativity. Is that anything that you've dealt with so far? You know, that's a really good question. Um you know, whether it's in business or my own personal page, I've had, you know, you always get, sometimes you get a negative comment here and there and it's kind of how you handle it. You can't let it get to you. You got to have thick skin kind of thing. And you know that you're better than that kind of thing. And you don't need to play tit for tat or anything. So I always try to take the professional approach on it all the time. And, you know, I I can kind of give you a a background where we've had one person literally just kept commenting negatively on, you know, on my personal page or whatever. And, you know, they, they eventually stopped. And this has actually happened on our business page as well, too. Like, you know, people that we don't even know and whether they make a troll account or whatever they do, and they keep commenting negative things. And, you know, you just delete them. And at the end of the day, just take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes, you know, some people have time to do this kind of thing. And, you know, it wouldn't be my kind of thing to kind of sit there and just, <laughs> you know, give someone a hard time online unless, you know, it was, you know, you're trying to improve the situation. But to get into that little, you know, tit for tat or into an argument online, it's, you know, you don't really win anything there. Does that make yeah. sense? I was just going to say, there's no winners in that battle. And it's super exhausting too. And like you're curating, I think such a space of positivity. I do expect that it would be rare, but I do, I think it just comes with growth. So that's a great, great way to navigate it. Um, And I know you said you're a night owl. So do you have any social media boundaries or do you get stuck in the like I have you heard the word doom scrolling lately? I don't really like <laughs> yes. I just get stuck scrolling about things I'm excited about. It's never like doom yeah. scrolling, but um, you know, do you have any social media boundaries? Are you strict with it? Is it like you post your stuff, respond to comments, and then walk away? Um, that's a really good question. Uh you know, the way I look at my phone, it's like an office, right? Like um, I hammer out emails on there a ton. Um, I could be at the office and I'll have my computer in front of me and I'll literally still use my phone because it's all there. And I just, I type, I can type pretty quickly on both devices. So um, boundary wise, I know <laughs> when we try to watch a movie or spend time with my wife, I got to avoid the phone and stuff. Um, you know, even like being at like concerts and stuff, like I'll use it as an example. I don't really try to film a whole lot of the concerts and stuff. Um, I like to be in the moment because you're there, right? And, you know, it's great to kind of maybe get a little bit of footage and stuff, but being in the moment and being present is important. And I, I you know, I, my wife gives me a hard time about that sometimes too, where, you know, you got these, these moments don't last forever and they're so valuable and you just want to be there. And 
yeah, I, I think uh, that's the biggest thing is trying to find that boundary. And obviously at the office and stuff like that, I, I try to avoid being on my personal stuff, which I generally do. Um, if someone asks me to repost something, I will. Or if it's a quick, if I'm on lunch or on a break, that's usually when I like pick up the, you know, the phone and use the, so, use the social media aspect because I respect my workplace and I respect the fact that I'm there. I'm there as a senior officer there to look after the place and set a good example too. So. Well said. I think that's a really great approach to social media. And just to highlight, like you, we do really only get these moments. And I think so many times and like fully being guilty. I just was doing that at concert the other day. So, and I'm going to one tomorrow. So great reminder <laughs> yeah. for me, you know, but it's like, you're so busy showing everyone so they can enjoy it or showing what you enjoy that I do really think it can be, you know, pull you out of it. Um, and so is this, Aside from the little, like, you know, here and there sharing things throughout the day, is this mostly like evenings and weekends? Yeah, the big one is the evening. So yeah. that's like my, yeah. my downtime. Obviously, I'll get home and, you know, spend time with the family and stuff or have supper. But when I get do get a chance to to do actually do stuff, if Taylor's working nights, for example, and I'm kind of by myself is when I kind of hammer out a bunch. And there's a lot of programs out there that kind of help you with that, too. Like, I think it's Hootsuite, where they can you can pre plan stuff to be posted later. I know YouTube does that as well. So I may upload a video at like 11 o'clock at night, and then it'll post itself at 10am. So you can kind of preset those um, I guess you say default settings. So when you want them to kind of post on their own, it, it, it's it's an opportunity to kind of avoid being glued to your phone at that point, but you will still get it posted. Um, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of different options available there and being present is just so important. Yeah, good advice. And I think important too, so that you don't burn out because it's it's a lot when you can be accessible all the time between your day-to-day and this. Do you have any dream restaurants or chefs that you would like to work with within Saskatoon or otherwise? I'm sure you've worked with many of the dream ones in Saskatoon, but is there any like fan chefs that you would love to experience? Good. That's that's a really good question. Um, I've never even thought about that, but you know, I mean, we were at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant when I was in Vegas, uh, I think in March and I'd never been there before. So it was kind of cool. I mean, everyone loves Gordon Ramsay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other chefs that I'd, I'd love to work with, you know, it's, uh, you know what, that's, that's something to think about. <laughs> that's the top one. I feel like he is just a icon, like, you know, it's an iconic either you love him or love to hate him. You know, I think if you oh, watch Hell's, sure. Hell's Kitchen versus other shows, you realize that I think a lot of it is like a character, like a character, you know, he seems very, For sure. <laughs> out there. Yeah, I, I hear he's a really but, nice guy in real life. It's just, you know, yeah. when he's got you in his show and you're on the gun and, and because Dale worked with him, didn't he work under him at some point? Um, that's a really good question. I don't oh, I'm, I, I, could... I think it was Canada's top chef, which may have been different, but you know, Dale's a great guy. I, I've seen him in the kitchen numerous times at all of his restaurants. And I could have made that up. For some reason, I thought that when <laughs> yeah. he was coming up like young, he worked under Gordon Ramsay. So anyways, I don't know anything. Don't listen to me. Um, would you ever <laughs> open a restaurant? Do you have any desire to be in that part of the business? You know, that's another good question. Um, it's a lot of work. And I know it's more than just like cooking. And, you know, there's a lot of things to worry about when you run a business, you know, is like I run the BMW dealership, there's, there's staffing issues, there's overhead, there's food costs, there's, you know, any, any little thing as well too. It could be complaints. It could be people getting sick. It could be, 
and people not showing up. It, it, there's a lot of different aspects that go into owning a restaurant. So um, I do like the eating side and the cooking side, but with all the other stuff, it, it'd be a big responsibility. So it hasn't crossed my mind. It'd be something made to think about down the road kind of thing, but you know, it, it's a lot of, uh, like you said, blood, sweat and tears goes into opening and creating a restaurant and, you know, it's not in, in my stars right now, yeah, maybe sure. down the road. We'll see. Uh, yeah. And I mean, so I have a marketing degree from a hundred years ago. And like, I remember <laughs> one of the first examples they use is like restaurants have one of the highest failure rates, highest turnover out of like any industry, which again is why I think what you're doing is so incredible, like especially small, like family run businesses and I just, it's like priceless, obviously. And so, well, okay. If you ever change your mind, I just would love to do a little keto restaurant when Saskatoon is ready for it. So if you ever want to collaborate, (laughs) do you know what, when I was, uh, when I was in marketing, that's when I was deep in bodybuilding and we had to do a business plan. And I did a business plan for this place called Iron Cafe, which I just thought was like the coolest name at the time. That's awesome. I love it. And it was like, yeah, you can order, <laughs> you know, your base of protein, know the like, know the macros. I would do it slightly more elevated if I was to do it now. But one day I actually don't want to do it myself, but I'm like, I would love for somewhere in Saskatoon to do like a little keto cafe. So someone needs to do it. So I don't have to. So if anyone would like to, I could consult on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, a great idea you know what we'll have to do one of these uh, we'll have to do an, an episode with you as a special guest and we'll go to a place that um, you know maybe has a lot of keto options and <laughs> yeah we could show how to navigate keto because that's one of the yeah. things like anywhere i go it's pretty easy for the most part like some asian cuisines are harder if it's a lot of noodles and rice but even sure. then like I get a curry and just don't have the rice. And like, there's always a way to make it work. And I think that's the thing. People think they need to seek out very specific types of restaurants where I'll go anywhere and find something like easily, happily be content. Um, Not just chicken wings, although I do love them. And I was just would love to know, do you have any advice for those wanting to kind of get started on a project like this, embracing their passion project? Because I think, well, I don't know if you've ever heard this. It's like the nine to five and then the five to nine. I think that's a Gary Vee thing. Um, But I feel like you're kind of doing that, you know, and when you're passionate about it, you want to do that. It feels, you know, maybe still like your downtime. So give us your Gary professional advice. Super simple. Um, Don't be discouraged. I know it can be tough or it can be overwhelming and you know, at first you're like, Hey, I'm not getting the traction. I'm, I, you know, I wanted, or I'm, you know, I'm looking for, and just keep at it. And, you know, my biggest, I guess, say cheerleader was my, is my wife. And, you know, at first she was just like, Hey, like, you know, it's, I know it's going to be discouraging because you're not getting the response that you want or the followers or the, the audience. And, you know, eventually it, it started changing and she, you know, she, she hates to say, I told you so kind of thing, but yeah, don't be discouraged. Like just keep at it. And it's like everything in life, right? Like, you get what you put into it and, you know, letting other people bring you down or even sometimes your biggest challenge is yourself, right? Like we're in it, it's mental health or, you know, when you're like, Hey, like you're down in the dumps, but keep at it. And if you love it, I mean, at the end of the day, do it if you love it and keep doing it and keep at it and don't let people bring you down. And yeah, like I said, it's just keep at it. It's so important. Yeah. Great advice. I'm hearing Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, ignore the naysayer in his voice 
in my head. Dude, yeah, I met Arnold actually. Well, I almost met him actually. Technically, we were in we had a meeting down south, and um, mm-hmm. the U.S. BMW group got to got to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger in a, as a guest speaker or whatever. And we were in the room beside him, and I guess we just missed him. But it would have been kind of cool. He's a he's a, I'm a big fan, so I don't oh, know. One day, awesome. So. And tell me about how you got started in your day to day career. How did you get into this industry, and how long have you been there? You know what? That's a really good question. I, uh, you know what? I was in radio before that. I, I was at the Rolco and I was their promotions guy. Oh, I didn't um, know. Yeah, it was great. You know, it's it's a cool, cool place to work. Great people. Um, you know, you meet a lot of interesting people as well, too, whether it's, uh, you know, celebrities, musicians, you know, it kind of had a, I guess you'd say a different kind of feel for a job wise. And, you know, through university, um, you know, I had BMWs, um, I bought a couple, loved them, sold them off. And then, so after, after Rolco, um, I applied at BMW and I never thought I would have been in the car industry and it's, uh, it's interesting. Car industries, uh, people love it. And some people try to leave it and they always come back. And just when you love the product so much, like I've, I've always loved BMWs and, you know, it's easy to sell them. And I started off in sales and, you know, paid my dues kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, the product's just so great. And, you know, ownership has been super supportive, um, since the beginning and when people believe in you and, you know, it, it's great that you have that feeling, you feel like you can kind of do anything. And, you know, a lot of the people there, they were hired from word of mouth, they're hired, um, from recommendations. And that's, that's usually the best way is to find people that are recommended. You know, usually you don't try to, people don't recommend, you know, um, people that, I guess are don't show up or people that don't want to be there. So um, yeah, word of mouth is so important. And yeah, that's how I got into the car industry. And, you know, I did finance there as a sales manager and it was hard to leave and I never wanted to leave. And yeah, it's been great. How cool. Well, and the, it just sounds like an amazing community that's been developed. The culture is so supportive and what a cool experience to work in all of those various areas within the business to now be where you are you have such an in-depth understanding of how things really function I think that's incredible good for you also man I could never I think about this all the time like I could never sell cars like I can't sales is such a skill I commend people who are naturally well not that it's all natural I think that there's some natural charisma often when people gravitate to sales and then obviously there's a lot of like technical components and strategy but I can I can do it uh that said what's next for you personally professionally is there anything exciting coming up that you're looking forward to that you can share obviously season three is in the works yeah you know that that's you know we'll keep going with the food blog that's uh that's kind of the goal right now. Um, like I said, we just want to get all the episodes out for season two, but we'll continue filming to season three. Um, you know, professionally wise, you know, I, like I said, I've got a great, uh, great support network here at, here at BMW and, um, like I said, ownership supportive. So, um, yeah, just trying to grow and learn every day and be better. Um, you know, be supportive of the people that work there as well, too. Um, you're only as strong as the people around you kind of thing. And, you know, I love the staff and they're great there. So from a professional standpoint, we'll uh, try to improve and make things better. We are going through a renovation right now at the dealership. So uh, we did move next door to a uh, different dealership temporarily while we renovate the new one. So that should be done next year. So that'll be exciting when we'll have a new facility. So that's another goal that's coming up. And yeah, like I said, um, just spend time with the family and 
see where I guess not the little guy, but where my son goes with his hockey right now. And it's exciting because, you know, he's he was drafted by the Red Deer Rebels. So we'll see if he goes there or if he decides to go the different route. But, you know, living vicariously through him, I guess. And yeah, you know, you've got a one and a half year old French French bulldog and spending time with her and trying to train her. And she's, you know, uh, she's cute. She's a little sassy, but <laughs> I'll take it. That's why they make them cute. So you can put up with all that attitude. Exactly. Um, okay. But I want to make sure I get you out of here on time. I, oh, no, don't, all good. I always ask a few rapid fire questions, but I want to throw a bonus one in here for you. Sure. Do you have a favorite food network show? Like were you, did you watch a lot of cooking shows or do you, do you enjoy watching shows? Uh, I do sometimes, uh, you know, I, Guy Fieri's got I, I watch some of his stuff. Um, I sometimes accidentally watch some of Kitchen Nightmares by accident, like Gordon Ramsay as well, too. Um, yeah, you know, just whatever. Sometimes there's just stuff that pops up and I watch it, but there's no specific favorite one or anything. And, you know, there's some of the Netflix specials as well, too. I watched, I think, watch the Taylor was Is It Cake, where, you know, they make cake and it actually looks like the real life thing. And it's like, is that cake or is that the real item? And, like a bowling ball. I'm like, that is a bowling ball. And <laughs> it's actually cake. They slice it. Yeah. The realism. I, when I was bodybuilding, I obsessively watched food network shows. Like it is, it's all, I think it's like, it's, you're already torturing yourself bodybuilding. <laughs> and then I'm like, let's make For it sure. even harder. But so it just became obsessed. It's all I watch. It was my absolute favorite. Now I don't have cable or anything. So I never watch, but this is why your show is so great because you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Instagram. Like I love that. And I was thinking about this question because I can envision you being a judge on one of these shows and like the very near future, because I think they often do have like food bloggers and, you know, experts. So. Yeah. You know, if it's in the cards, uh, I'd love to do it. Um, you know, it, that's the hard part is there's so many different options. There's so many foodies and so many good cooks and stuff like that. So, I mean, if that's something that ever crossed my path, that'd be something I definitely look at. Yeah. But there's only one Gary. I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to project my food network dreams on you. Apparently I'm like, really feel serious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Back to the rapid fire questions. Who is your biggest role model? (laughs) Wow. That's a really good question. You can do a top if you can't pick favorites. Ooh. um, Role model. Wow. Can I come back to that question? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let me think. Let me think about that one. Um, best advice you've ever received. Um, like, like I think I said it earlier, where you want to make everyone look good, so bring everyone up, kind of thing. So don't, uh, you know, when people talk negatively about people, it's you always want to make people look good, especially people around you. Um, yeah, it's just supporting other people, and I, I think that goes goes uh, a long way. Yeah. When one of us wins, we all win kind of thing. That's yeah, a good exactly. We're all, we're all in it together. Or like I said before, try everything once and everything good twice. Yeah. Uh, best book or resource you'd recommend to people? I can't say Wikipedia. Sure. <laughs> just yeah. If that's uh, your go-to, that's a great resource. <laughs> it's condensed. You know what? I, to keep things funny, I, I would probably say, you know, Wikipedia is great, obviously. Make sure you take it with a grain of salt. Urban Dictionaries hilarious as well too so take that with a grain of salt um chat gpt is fantastic i don't use it a whole lot but it's actually a very good resource as well yes i feel like a lot of people still don't know what that is but the kind of go-to ai app it is insane what it's capable of that's a very good one and that's a first well all of those are first but you're on the cusp of the trend with chat gpt um 
personal mantra or would, words you live by, you might have already said it. Yeah, um, try everything once and everything good twice. At, at least twice. Uh, okay, yeah. did you think of a role model or do you want to skip that one? Ah, oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> we can skip it. You know, I, I, let's go with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Classic, you know. Yeah, guy came to, guy came to the country or came to the U.S. with nothing and, well, not nothing, but built his dream and people, you know, people made fun of him. He had an accent and, you know, he, he's won Mr. Olympia how many times? <laughs> so, I don't know. yeah, and he's great. Good one. Yeah businessman and last but not least for everyone who wants to learn more about you follow along with what's next what you've got going on the new season of the show where do they find you uh, you know you can find me on instagram uh gear underscore bear make sure you spell it a-i-r i've had so there's a guy with gear bear as well too but it's spelled a-r-e and i swear people just keep clicking on him by accident i'm like that's not my page and he's like, getting all these free followers Apparently, I guess so. But uh, yeah, gear underscore bear on Instagram, on TikTok, which I started as a little while ago, starting investing more time into it. Uh, gear bear eight. Someone else took gear bear, unfortunately. I'm um, on YouTube, gear underscore bear as well, too. So I'm also on Twitter or X now, they call it. Um, but I don't use that a whole lot. I guess a lot of people are kind of moving towards threads. So and oh, just, yeah. just Gary, Gary Hang on Facebook. And we'll link everything. And yeah. I just want to thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to follow along what's next. And I just appreciate your time so much. Yeah, no problem. It was great. I, I appreciate you having me. And it was a lot of fun. Good luck on season three. <laughs> Thanks so much, Gally. That's all the time we have together this week. Thank you so much for being here with Gary and I. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode every Sunday. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at KY Wellness. More details about all episodes can be found at kywellness.ca under the podcast tab. Don't forget to move your body, nourish your body, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. See you next week and keep yourself well. <laughs>